lift that baby up and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give somebody a high five. Tell them, yo, man, you're awesome. Want to talk real quick, just just real quick about a couple things coming up. Uh, free market. Everybody say free market. You know, uh, Todd was talking about the Proverbs of the day. Uh, Thursday, we went down to uh, Night Strike in Portland. And how you guys went to Night Strike? Give a, yeah, was that awesome or what? Went down, took 25 people. We went down to Portland. We hit the streets with 150 or so other volunteers. Went down, washed hair, washed feet, did clothing exchanges, gave food to the, you know, to the, to the hungry, the homeless, uh, prayed for them on the streets, walked around town praying for buildings and praying for God to move in His will. And uh, just a, an incredible time, an incredible time, just getting outside of yourself and, 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 you know, getting your fingerprint on something you know, that, that's changing somebody else's life. Isn't it funny? You know, sometimes as Christians, we're doing everything we can to get God to do something that will change our life. Okay, that, that prayer life of yours is help me, bless me, you know, increase me, you know, anoint me, empower me, you know, use me. Uh, and, and here's the deal is uh, God's sick of you. And he wants to flow through you, right? Well, that's, he said it. I didn't. You know, that, that makes you lukewarm. So anyways, we're, I got to keep moving. Uh, Thursday night, it was crazy, right? We got back, what was it, 3 a.m. when you and I got home? We got to the house at 3 a.m., uh, and it was really good. But that day, why am I telling the story? Uh, because of the proverb of the day. The proverb of the day. On uh, the car, Steve, Steffi, he says, hey, you know, have you read the proverb? And we got to looking at Proverbs 21, 13. And in the CEV version, it says that if you stop your ears to the cry of the poor, if you don't help when the poor cry out, when you cry out, you ain't getting no help either. And I figured out why God's not answering a lot of your guys' prayer. Hello? Don't get mad at me. You know, I'm here to help you tonight and to tell you, free market's coming up. And, and you know, we might be past the point where you're going to give something because you're so tight and stingy, you don't want to give anything. I'm leaving for Haiti Monday. Uh, actually, tomorrow after lunch, you know, got to go to Seattle, get ready to go to Haiti. And Thursday night, we got home, actually, Friday morning at 3. Last night, Stephen and I were in Spokane because we had to get up at 5. Well, we were supposed to leave the house at 5. We didn't quite make it. 5.15, we got out of, out of Spokane um, to get the donuts to come back down here to sell so kids could go to camp. Um, I'm a little punchy. And, you know, and I've had like 12,000 ounces of caffeine, I think. And, and so I've reached the point where if, you, if, you're, if you're a little touchy, I don't even care. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, so, you know, look at your neighbor say, toughen up, buttercup. Okay, because I'm coming. And uh, what was I talking about? Free market. Free market. Free market. Here's the deal. Uh, if you ain't going to give anything, that's great. Maybe you've already given and you think you're off the hook. No, you ain't off the hook. You've got to now come down and serve these people. Because hundreds of, 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 you know, of, of, the, of the neediest people in our community, along with a bunch of other people, that just looking for somebody who would do something with no strings attached for their life. So free market is Friday. 
You know, I'm coming back from Haiti Thursday, and I'll be in the parking lot helping make this a shopping experience for suffering humanity. And if you're not there, I'm going to be at your house Saturday morning. Don't you look at me like that. And I'm coming. Because here's the deal is I really don't care if you gave anything because we asked you to pray and to obey God. So I'm assuming you did that. And, you know, we got two or three storage units around town full of stuff. We got some great stuff. And we'll fill the parking lot. And, you know, and, and they're going to come and they're going to take it. No strings attached. And, and we're going to be in the parking lot and we're going to serve them. And we're going we're gonna to load up their stuff, and we're going to help. And, and, and you know what? It's just an opportunity for you to get your fingerprints on some stuff that God's doing. And you, and you might think that you're above that. We'll make sure you won't be above anything after that. Because it's time for us as a body to lock shields and get in harmony. Remember, you know, some of our core values, love one another, agree with each other, be deep-spirited friends. You know, and, and I just want to tell you, as your pastor, it's time, it's time to get involved. Thursday, we, we're going to need help setting up all day long. All day long, we're going to need help. If, if we have to, we'll hire help. We're, we're bringing in the football team from Kennewick High School right on Friday. And they're, and they're going to stay over and, and do Thursday, Thursday night, Friday. They're, they're going to do some security, be on the ground. But, but we don't want you to miss your opportunity. See, you can be replaced. What's, what's crazy to me is that you would want to be. I mean, we can take you and your chair and fling you out in the parking lot. We can replace you. But why would you want to be, why would you want somebody else to have the opportunity that God's carved out just for you? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, see you Thursday. If, 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 you know, sign up. Check in at the info kiosk. Let us know that, that you're going to be a part of it. Amen. All right. Let's, ju- let's jump in a word. I, 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 want to, I want to keep going on the path. We're talking about the path. Everybody say the path. Look at Psalms 16.1. This is kind of the, the, the foundation for us. He says, keep me and protect me, O God, for in you I have found my refuge. In you I put my trust. I'm putting my trust in God. Have you put your trust in God? Have you put your trust in God? If you're going to do, if you're going to do the road, the, 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 the path that God has for you, you got to realize He's going to keep you. He's going to protect you. And you are going to put your trust in Him. You're not, you don't have to worry about self-preservation. You just get ready to let God operate in your life. Look at Psalms 27:11. Teach me your way, O Lord. And lead me in a plain and even path because of my enemies who's lying in wait for me. You do realize that you have an enemy. He ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. So you might want to know God's way so that you can stay on the path that God has for your life. Right? It said, remember, you will show me the path of life. Not a path. The path of life. Look at Psalms 1.1. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not uh, in the counsel of the ungodly. You don't follow the ungodly's advice. You don't follow the plans of the ungodly. You're not following the purpose of the ungodly. You don't stand submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. You know, guys, you got to check out what path are you on. Everybody in the room's on a path. 
Who's, whose path are you on? Are you on your path? Or are you on the path? Well, yeah, I'm not in agreement. Well, are you, are you, read it. Who, who, uh, stands submissive and inactive? I ain't, I ain't participating. Oh, you just hanging. Okay, I'll hurry and we'll eat chicken. No, see, he doesn't stand in the path where sinners walk. He doesn't sit down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Uh, look at Psalms. Look at the next one. I will set no base or wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them who turn aside from the right path. Yeah, that's pretty strong stuff, isn't it? I hate the work of them who turn aside from the right path. I hate that stuff. You know, if you, if you go after God life, John 10.10, 10, he said, The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. We're talking about a crazy good life. The path of life. God has a path that's going to lead you to life. To more, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more health than sickness, more prosperity than lack. Hello, somebody? And yet we put up with stuff that leads away from that life. He said, I hate the work of them who turn aside from the right path. I am so tired of, and it's, this is what he's saying. Y'all looking at me like, oh my God, he's really in a bad mood. No, I'm in a good mood. But I agree with David. You know, I agree with the right. He said, you know, basically what he said, I'm so tired of people who manipulate everything to go their way and to get off the path of life. And the very thing that, you're, that, you're, that's, that your soul's crying out for, real joy, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos. But then we come to church and, and, and we, 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 you know, we play Church games and, and, you know, and stupid stuff. We get involved in all kinds of issues. Ain't got nothing to do with real life. But we're real spiritual. You know, and we are, we are educated idiots. You know, come on, I grew up in church. How many of you guys have been in church for more than 60 minutes? You've been really close to some crazy people then. You know, because the deal is, is that we, we trade life. For crazy stuff. Look at Romans 3.23. We can quote this one. For all have sinned, right, and come short of the glory. What does it mean to sin? To wander off the path. Everybody wanders off the path. And then the devil tries to tell you that you're all messed up because you're off the path. Everybody's been off the path. Everybody. We can, we can hate the work of those that get us off the path, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you're not careful, you're one of them. Because, you know what, the path isn't always easy. So we get, we get Romans 8. Romans 8 is really cool. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. Look at verse 2. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ, the law of the new life, the law of the new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. Hello, guys? See, I, when, when I, when, I wander off the path, but there's no condemnation when I wander off the path because I have, a, I have a deal with God that if I confess, He's quick to forgive. Right? 
His grace is going to empower me to get back on the track, to get back on the path. He's going to lovingly nudge me and keep my feet on the way that they should go. I love what David said. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light to my path. So, you know, you can wander off the path, but you've got to realize that you've got to get back on. Well, the dumbest thing you can do is come up with excuses for why you're off the path. Wouldn't you rather get back on the path than explain why you're off the path, living a life separated from the path, trying to justify the fact that you can't find a path? Why not just get back on the path? See, because we've been freed from death because of life. We all know some stuff. We know some good stuff. That death and life don't fellowship together. Light and dark don't hang out together. Right? Now, now, now get ready. In a minute, we're not trying to scare you or nothing. But in a minute, I just want to show you something. And there's, you know, it's crazy simple. But, and, and you, you know, but, but just, so don't freak out. Don't scream. It's going to get dark. Not as dark as we'd like, because there's some things that will not go off. But it's going to get dark. Okay, you ready? Look at your neighbor and say, oh, scary. Okay. See, I told you, there's some things that will not go off, no matter what you tell the people. Okay, they're there. Okay. So, outside of the glow of a few iPads, you know, well, you can't get it absolutely dark. Why? Because there's too much light in here. But flip on the light. Where's the darkness? Okay, where'd it go? Yeah, but where did it go? Oh, the darkness is still here? Where is it? Where's the darkness, Keith? I know, but where did it go? Is it, oh, it's in that room. He's right. Stay out of that room. Okay, here's the deal. Where does the darkness go? Who cares? I don't know, and I don't care. I just want the light. And so when you got the light and there ain't no more darkness, why in the world would we try to begin to justify why there are certain levels of darkness that we are allowing in our life? When it's just so easy to turn on the light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. You know, life versus death, light versus darkness. You got you got to choose. You're on a path. How come you on a path that's shady? Just pick a path that's filled with light. And all you got to do is take the word of God and apply that to your life. The path that you're walking should be in the realm of life. Because Jesus opened the door for you to walk in the realm of life. The same path He walked. So here's a question for you. If Jesus were in your life, living, instead of you, would He be on the same path you're on right now? I mean, seriously? Seriously, would would he be hating his boss? Really? Would, would, Would he be saying things about the neighbor? I mean, I know the neighbor's crazy. Can you imagine if you lived next door to me? How hard it would be to love thy neighbor? And I'm telling you, Jesus could pull it off, couldn't he? 
If Jesus were walking in your shoes, what would he do right now? Turn around? I mean, come on. From, really, from the time Jesus was baptized, all he did was give a living demonstration of what your life's supposed to look like. And then we allow certain levels of darkness. We've been translated, the Bible says, out of darkness into the marvelous light of God's dear Son. That word darkness is weakness, ignorance, death. You've been pulled out of there and planted in wealth, enlightenment, joy, in peace, and in faith. Let's enjoy the light. Amen. I said, let's enjoy the light. Well, yeah, but Jesus was a son of God. You're a son of God. Yeah, but Jesus was divine in nature. You are a partaker of the divine nature. Jesus had the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. He just gave the Holy Spirit right away. He took advantage of God's life, and he chose to be led by the Spirit. Now, I mean, really, the only difference is, is that he just decided... I'm going to think right, I'm going to feel right, I'm going to choose right, even when it hurts. I'm going to live God life so I can get a God life result. And if we're not producing God life results in any area of our life, it is not because somebody's too mean or they had advantages and we had disadvantages or people have picked on us or, you know, my mama wasn't the way she should have been. No, it, the only reason you're not producing God life results is because you're not living God life. And nobody, nobody can separate you from God's plan and His purpose and, and the destiny that He has for your life. You walk the path that God has for your life and you'll get the destiny that God planned for your life. His plan is to prosper you. Look at your neighbor and say, you're supposed to prosper. Well, why, I, why am I not prospering? Doesn't God like me? No, you're not obeying. I know I, I need to be really careful here because you might get hurt. Why, why aren't we living in hell? Well, why aren't you? That's a great question. Because you have been empowered by God to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis. And the same authority that Jesus had, you now have. Well, and, and, well yeah, but God loves Jesus more than he does me. You need to study the book. You need to find out that you are okay with God. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at Proverbs 4.20. I want to read these through the Amplified real quick. Proverbs 4.20. My son, attend to my words. That means pay attention. We Remember, we've been talking about this. How would your marriage get better if you paid attention to your spouse? How would your finances get better if you paid attention to how you spend your money? How would your health get better if you paid attention to those donuts <laughs> that are on sale now in the lobby? You know it's not real smart. Sending me and Stephen to Spokane to pick up 300 dozen donuts. That's kind of like sending a drug baby out of town to pick up your crack or something. Come on. There ain't no way we're making any money on this deal. Pay attention. Consent to my sayings. Look, don't let them depart from your sight. 
See, here's where some of us miss it. We start looking at too many other things. Take our eyes off the word. He said, don't let, don't let my word, don't let it slip out of you. What are you looking at? Come on, guys. What are you, what are you looking at? Well, yeah, but the winds begin. You know that's what sank Peter, right? Is he gets out, you know, here's a dude that's walking on water. And the waves, and he, it says he looked at him. And he began to sink. He did not sink. He began to sink, Paul. He only began to sink. When they get back to the boat, Jesus looks at him and says, Oh, ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? <laughs> little King James there for a bishop. Wherefore didst thou doubt? That's almost as good as the superfluity of nuttiness, but it's not. It's not as good. It's almost as good. Oh, the of little faith. The word little is not puny in stature. It's puny in duration. He said, you had a short burst of faith. Why'd you doubt? Doubt is second thought. Why'd you give it a second thought? Why'd you take your eyes off of what I said and put them on something else? You, you took the, your eye off the thing that was sustaining you, and you looked at the thing that's going to sink you. What are you looking at? You know, what do you, don't let my word depart from your sight. Keep it in the center of your heart. Keep it in the center of your heart. You know what? A lot of us, see, what we've done is we've lied to ourselves so much. We believe it. We believe us. Big mistake. You can't believe you. You're telling yourself, I've got a heart for God. Because it sounds good. But you do anything but what God, you know, a lot, come on. Can, can we just be real tonight? It's Saturday night. I've only got a few more minutes. We'll do anything except what God would want us to do, really. You know, why, why would he have to tell us in his word, if you stop your ear to the cry of, of, of the poor, I'm not going to listen to you cry. Why would he even have to tell us that? Because we don't listen. You know, because we're, we get so consumed with ourselves so fast. He said, you know, keep my word in the center of your heart. Keep it in the center of your heart. Look at it's life to those that find them. Health and healing to their flesh. Remember, he said, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Why? Because it's life and health. So your life, God life, your health. Come on, guys. Don't you have to guard your health? Come on. Don't you have to guard health? I mean, seriously, I had to think about that today, driving down the road with a, you know, with a truckload of Krispy Kremes. We were actually, at it. we were getting so kind of caught up in, the, in, just, in, a, in a sugar high just from the aroma. And, and he's trying to help me. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, okay, how many donuts are in the truck? 3,600. That's 1,800 apiece. And, and we're making deals like, you know, when you're on the road. You know how some of you guys are. If you're on the road and you eat it fast, it's calorie free. You know, you know, when you drive through the, through the window, Todd, and, and you know, the drive through window, and you're taking dinner home, and the family's coming, and you get an extra little something, and you consume it before you get home. You never tell anybody. Don't shake your head. Do not lie in church. Do not. Do not lie. Because Brother Rod has told me all about your bad habits. So we're in the car thinking if we get them eaten by the time we get home, we can just look at Cheryl and say, when are you going to get back with the donuts? 
There's one point where we were so drunk and intoxicated by the aroma that we, he had convinced me it would only be 1,800 calories. <laughs> and then we realized we left off a few decimal points or something, and we added it up. You've got to guard your health. Well, you've got to guard life. If you don't guard life, God life. If you don't guard Zoe life. Zoe, Z-O-E, it's the Greek word for life that Jesus came to give you. It ain't inhaling and exhaling. It includes salvation and healing and prosperity. It's all the good stuff that the devil wants you to be dumb enough to believe isn't for everybody. It's all the, the crazy goodness of God. It is God life. Life as God has it. And if you don't guard that life, you won't get Zoe life, you'll get Yoe life. And Yoe life, according to the King James, sucketh. Yoe life does not compare to Zoe. You've got to guard this thing. You've you got you to keep on top of your heart, or you're going to end up living the wrong life. How do we do it? Well, we build the Word of God into our heart. We build the Word of God. Into our heart. You know, see, people that go to church, even, even the, the kids, you know, our kids, we bring our kids to church. But they don't see study time, prayer time, fasting time, prep time, push time, stand time, faith time, alone time, servant time. They don't see any of that. And so then pretty soon they have a mindset, well, this ain't working. The Word doesn't work. Yeah, because... You don't understand how to build it into your life and how to guard your heart and how to not let anything pull it from the center of your heart. Why? Because you double-minded. You, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You know, it's called a perverse tongue, but we don't like to say that because it sounds mean. But you're double-talker. One day you got faith and one day you don't. You're married to that woman and thinking about that woman. You're working at that company and promoting that one. You're attending that church, but connected to the vision of that one. Double-minded. You ain't got you. Come on, guys. If you don't guard life, if you don't get your act together, you get ripped off. And what's stupid is you think you're right. And you can prove it. With the exception of God life results. Because you ain't got any. Why? Because you didn't guard your heart. You didn't guard your life. You're not even guarding your health, not spiritually. Look at James 3 2 in Amplified. James 3 2 says, uh, for we all often stumble. It's hard to read that on there, isn't it? Could just be me. Oh, there. Uh, <laughs> put my glasses on. First time I've seen some of you guys in church. Okay. For we often stumble. All of us often stumble and fall and offend. Hello? We all often. Everybody say we all. Okay. Don't just look at me like I'm talking about me. We all often Stumble, fall, and offend in many things. If anyone does not offend in speech, he's fully developed. Why? 
Well, because our words are unstable. We often, we often say things wrong. Look at James 1.8. Here it comes. A man of two minds hesitates, irresolute. He's unstable, unreliable, and uncertain about everything he thinks, everything he feels, everything he decides. Leave that up for a minute. The way he thinks, the way he feels, the way he decides. What's unstable? His soul. Your soul is the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. Right? Uh, An unstable man, a double-minded man, he's unstable, unreliable, and uncertain. Keep looking straight forward. I know you're wanting to look at somebody next to you and say, dude, that's you. He's unstable, unreliable, and uncertain. Why? Because you haven't built the word into your life. You've tried a word here and there. You haven't been willing to stand and to study and to fast and to push and, 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 and to be alone and, and to persevere and to endure and to be unpopular. Now, you've got to do all that if you're going to build this into your heart. See, what we want, we, we want to take a word and, and lay it out on the pillow before we go to sleep tonight. And, you know, and we, we like, we, we like all, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And we want to go to bed tonight. And sometime between tonight and Monday, we want God to eradicate $57,000 worth of credit card debt. Mm. And we could get a prayer line, three people thick, and you wouldn't care if they fell on the floor or went through the ceiling as long as somebody anointed you and it worked. But if God put any of it on you, you know, like responsibility, servanthood. Am I preaching good tonight? Hallelujah. You got to get stable. In your word life, right? Now go back to James 3, 2. It might make more sense. James 3, 2. You've got to get stable in your word life. We often stumble. We often fall. We often offend. And it's in speech. And if you ever get to the place where your words aren't stumbling, your words aren't falling, when your words have stability, now you're fully developing your character. Where your words stand the same all the way through a storm. Where even when people do stuff you don't like, you choose not to be offended. E- even, even when you don't get your way. We'll have a prayer line for that too. Won't, won't anybody come because none of you are ever offended. James 3 10 through 12, out of the same mouth come forth blessings and cursings. These things, my brother, that shouldn't happen. Fountain doesn't send forth simultaneously fresh water and bitter. Can a fig tree bear olives or grapevine figs? Neither can salt spring furnish fresh water. Hello? Guys, we got some stuff that's going on in our life. This shouldn't be happening. We gotta get consistent. I said we gotta get consistent. Let me give you real quick four things that'll help bring consistency into your heart. I'm not, I'm not gonna give you all the scriptures or all the thoughts. I'm just gonna throw some stuff at you. Number one, thoughts. 
right? How does your heart work? How am I going to guard my heart? How am I going to guard my life? Well, you've got to think right. You've got to think life. Romans 12, 2. Remember, uh, you know, Romans 12, 1. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, uh, you know, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. You know, you've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And in Isaiah, he said, you know, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. My thoughts are higher. It's not a put down. It's an invitation up. He's telling you, if you're not careful, you're going to think wrong. So you've got to lock into my way of thinking. You want to guard your heart? Guard the way you think. Think right. See, you, one of the things that's really burning to me right now, I mean, think about it. We are in Portland Thursday night. We're, we're ministering to people who are, who are on the street, young kids that, that uh, you know, when they bend over to pick something up and their shirt would slide up, and you could see sores across their back because they've been sleeping on the street. Kevin gave a haircut to a dude that's a second-generation homeless family. It's just part of their life. I mean, they're poor. They're hurting. They're suffering. And, 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 and we go from there and we're moving into, we're moving into free market and we're going to bless the, 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 the people of our community. And, and Monday, you know, I, I'm loading up with a bunch of guys and we're going to Haiti and we're going to, we're going to visit a million people that live under tents. Oh, but before, yeah, but in the middle of all of this, got to deal with a lot of stuff because there's a lot of people who are really upset because, you know, the, 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 we, we've switched to single ply in the bathroom and, and they're really upset. You just, you know, it shouldn't make any difference if it's John Wayne paper towels in there or what. You know what John Wayne paper towels are, right? Toilet paper. Okay, number two. Thoughts, thoughts. Just going to keep going. Colossians, you know, Colossians, he says, set your mind. Set your mind. Set your, what's your mind set on? What's your mind set on? Proven. That that person owes you. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that we are wasting most of our energy on stuff that doesn't matter. People all around the world suffering, hurting, dying. And I, I need my voice to be heard on this issue. We don't even care about your issue. God don't even care about your issue. The only one who cares is you. Because it's just about you. You've got to change the way you think. Well, I, I better be careful. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God. For the pulling down of strongholds. Isn't it shocking when you find out that the stronghold in your life is in your head? It's not in my head. For you. It's not outside. It's, it's not your boss. It's not, to, it's not the government. I don't, I don't care, you know, honestly, what the tax rate is. I don't like it. But the fact is, is that my God will make sure that I have more than enough to take care of whatever the stupid tax rate is. And to be at the level that he has planned for my life. I'm a walking life blessed. I don't care if gas is six bucks a gallon. Matter of fact, there's some days I wish it was more. Because I love pulling in to, into the gas station listening to people whine. 
Seriously, it's such a great door opener. Can you believe we have to pay this much for gas? Can you believe what would happen if there wasn't any gas to pay for? Then you could whine about walking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll ram your car and you can start walking now. Number two, in the next three minutes, I'm going to give you three more. Number two, words. Go back and read James. And, and, you know, what's your confession? What's your confession? Do you know what the word confession is? It means to be in agreement with. To be in agreement with. So I've got to ask you something. Who are you agreeing with? Do you, is your talk agreeing with your vision? What do you want to do with your life? I want to bless people. Do your words agree? I want to bring healing to the nations. Do your words agree? It really isn't what other people have done to you, what other people said to you, whatever, you know. It's, no, it's how about the way you think and the way you talk? Here's a question for you Who are you repeating? Are you saying what God said? Or might it be someone who opposes God that you keep repeating? Just a good thought to ask yourself. Number three, you know, how am I going to guard my heart? What's, what's flowing out of my heart? Well, my thoughts, my words. How about, how about my dream? My vision? My anointed imagination? Not every thought. But godly thoughts. Are you, are you protecting them? Do you realize that if, if, if I were the devil, and I'm not, but if I were the devil, and you were beginning to birth a, a vision or a dream, I'd do anything I could to get you to think about everything except that. And I, can I be honest with you? I love you. I love you. I, I'm going to put up with your stuff till Jesus comes. Okay? Some of you, I want to choke you out right now. Because you're, so, you're such an easy target. Such an easy target. You get all upset about stuff, and I'm going to tell you what, in three days, who cares? It is not the issue. It is not the issue. God's doing something way bigger than you, and He wants to flow through you. It's not about you. It's through you. In other words... You're a hose. And some of you are plugged. I got to keep going. Last four. Last one. Number four. Faith. Okay, so it's thoughts, words, your dream, and faith. Are we a faith church? Well, I'd rather be a faith church than an unbelief church. Call those things which are not as though they were. Romans says, hope is not a shame. We don't look at the things, Second Corinthians, we don't look at that which is seen, but the things which are not seen. Liv, would you get some faith? Come on, guys. Think godly thoughts. Talk in agreement with God. Dream big, but godly dreams. You know, you know the difference between dream and fantasy. 
is dream embraces reality. Fantasy disregards it altogether. You know, uh, American Idol and the people that are on there, and obviously they can't sing. And they're, and they're looking in the camera, and they just have howled out some horrific thing. And they look at the camera, and they're crying because somebody said, you're, you're not going on the show. And they're weeping, and they make this statement to the camera, America, you'll see me again. And you do on the blooper reel. <laughs> and somebody who loved them should have been real with them and told them, that's horrible. Get a job. <laughs> Hello? Well, that's how, that, you know, your God dream, it's going to have some reality to it. It's going to have some reality to it. But I tell you what, if you succeed, it's going to be because you're tough. And you're tougher than hell. And if you're not tougher than hell, then hell's going to kick your booty. Because if you've got anything from God operating in your life at all, hell's going to come oppose it. And it ain't going to come, you know, looking like demons. It's going to come in the form of something that you want to embrace, and it's going to break your pee-picking little heart. But if that dream is godly, it doesn't make any difference what comes up against it. It can't fail. I said it can't fail. Have some stinking faith. If you don't have faith that your dream is going to happen, then you ain't got a God dream. You just got your own personal fantasy. If you think that opposition isn't going to occur to you, you're in a fantasy. You're going to be on the blooper reel of life. We're all going to get to heaven someday, and they're going to open up a big curtain and start showing videos, and everybody's going to laugh, and you're going to be on there. And they're going to make statements like, somebody should have told them. <laughs> that was a fantasy mindset. So you've got to think right. You've got to talk right. You've got to see right. Vision. And you've got to have faith. If you don't guard life, you're going to live the wrong one. So you've got to guard it. Amen? Close your book. Bow your head. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that you're the giver of life. There's so much more to it than sometimes than, than, than we actually take time to embrace. I, I pray for your people tonight that something inside of them will stand up and say, you know what? I'm going after God life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my hands on every bit of God life. And anything that's in me that's separating me from the life you called me to, even if it's me, I want to deal with it tonight. Lord, I just pray that you would open our eyes and lighten the eyes of our understanding that, that we might see and recognize and know and perceive the hope of the calling that you've given to us and that we'd realize that a, a lot of our stuff is just opposition to your stuff. So we have the right to turn on the light. And when we turn that light on, darkness evaporates. Life flows. So, Lord, I just thank you that we are going to be Givers of life and light and freedom. We're going to experience it. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed, I want to ask you a question. In just a minute, we're all going to pray a prayer together. So if you're here tonight and your life is separated from God, and I don't know, maybe you've prayed what, what somebody might call the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed it. Maybe you never have. Maybe you've prayed it hundreds of times. That's not the question. The question is, 
your life, your connect to God, is it right on target? Are you on the path? If you're here tonight and say, you know what, Tom, I'm thinking I might be off the path. Let's get on it. If we're off the path, let's just get on it. So make this your prayer. If you're here tonight and you want to be on the path, not a path, but the path, make this your prayer. Well, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. We're not going to call you out. We're not going to embarrass you. We're all going to pray together. But if it's you and you say, you know what, I, Pastor, i got to get on the path. I, I need this prayer. This is my prayer. Just hold your hand up real high, real quick. Let me see it. Thank you, ma'am. You can put it down. Thank you. Anybody else? That's awesome. I'm getting on the path. I'm getting on the path tonight. Tired of living off the path. I want everybody in here to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.